And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. It is that time again, folks. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I am, of course, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. As we listen to a little bit of the Doobie Brothers there taking it to the streets, folks. And uh, hopefully that's what we're going to do today here on The Really Real Deal. And, of course, we're going to welcome your participation, uh, your phone calls, and uh, so much to talk about uh, in the news, the, 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 the various goings-ons. And uh, we had a really, really great week last week. I mean, uh, uh, Resurrection uh, Day, uh, it was really, really great. Uh, I had a huge, huge box of Bibles that Zondervan sent me last year. Well, not last year. Uh, really, over the past month, I think we got three different shipments of Bibles that came in. And uh, I was so pleased. I prayed over that box and said, Lord, let me give every last one of them away. Okay, I've got one left, folks. We're going to give that one away today. It's a teen Bible, NIV version. And uh, so, uh, hey, call up today. Claim it, someone, okay? And we have two folks that uh, got uh, Bibles, Thomasina and Robert. Now, Robert, uh, if you're out there, uh, your Bible has been here for how long, Mark? Six months? <laughs> okay. From the last time, I think it was, uh, no, not six months. I take that back. It was during our Christmas uh, Bible giveaway. So, Robert, yours is still here. Thomasina, yours is here. And then we have one left that's unclaimed yet. We want to give that one away. And we also, folks, we want to give away five more Ruth's Chris Steakhouse dinners, okay? I mean, you I can I can I can almost hear the steak sizzle. I can almost smell it, okay? And um Folks, yeah, see, Mark is on it. See, Mark has that sizzling sound. If you're wondering, that's not static in your radio, folks. That's the sound of the Ruth's Chris sizzle as you anticipate that 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 buttery, um, delicious taste of that steak that melts in your mouth. Uh, we've given away 10 so far, and so this is our third time, and I think this will be our final uh, one for a while anyway, but you never know. That may be subject to change, but it's really, really hugely successful. The folks at Ruth's Chris 
uh, love promoting uh, what they do. Uh, they really, really are a premier uh, steakhouse. So uh, the number, uh, if you'd like to call in and uh, get your name thrown into my big cowboy hat, uh, the end of April, we're going to pull out five more names. And uh, and again, we've done this twice so far, and uh, folks really, really do love it. The number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, one of the things I'd like to talk about uh, first off on the program today, we just uh, celebrated the, well, actually, we observed. We did not celebrate. We just observed the 50th anniversary of the assassination of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, And I was honored to participate in a program honoring Dr. King uh, as as I was honored to do so uh, back in January as we commemorated the birth of Dr. King. But this is what I want to let you know, folks, okay? Uh, when we when we did when our group <clears throat> did the um, program back in January, uh, one reporter showed up that was from channel 12. They covered all the Dr. King, commemorations throughout the city of Richmond. The only one that did not get a mention was ours, okay? And it wasn't even on their website, let alone broadcast over the air. Now, for the program we had Wednesday on April 4th, uh, we had a, a bell ringing where, where at, the, at the hour that um, Dr. King was assassinated, everyone gathered, we rang our bells, and, uh, you know, there were several of us who, who gave uh, short speeches. And there was one reporter there, but that reporter left, uh, packed his camera up. Now, he told us <clears throat> he had breaking news to cover. I, I don't know what the breaking news was that night. but And again, the, the, the many commemorations around the city when when it was spoken of on the news, the many commemorations of the life and legacy of Dr. King, uh, they get mentioned, but ours did not get a mention, okay? And, and folks, I remember <clears throat> back in um, 2013 at the 50th uh, anniversary of the 1963 March on Washington that was led by Dr. King. I recall that... Republicans did not get invited. Now, the Democrats would say, well, no, hold on, Brother Craig. That's not true. We invited all of you. What they did was they, 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 they uh, I think about a week before the event, after everyone had already made plans to be at other events, because there are many, many events. It was not just the event uh, that uh, Barack Obama and the Democrats uh, spoke at, but there were many events. And so everyone w- was scheduled to be somewhere. I mean, even Dr. King's niece was treated this way by the other, by the, uh, by the children of Dr. King. Okay. And so this is, this is, this is very unking like this not only grieves God, grieves the Holy spirit. This grieves our brother, Dr. King. This, this, folks, this is not right. 
It is not right. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take, I have a Doug calling in from Richmond. We're going to say hello to Doug, but I'm going to come back to this because this, this race pimping and this perpetuation of this, of this insidious lie that uh, conservatives hate people, everyone other than white males, okay? And then for a person that has brown skin like me, I'm an Uncle Tom. Okay, we're going to deal with that today and uh, and we're going to deal with this Lewis Farrakhan issue as well. But uh, Doug, what's on your mind today? Hey, Hatchet, man. This is uh, my name is Doug. I live in Richmond, but I'm going to work down in Petersburg today. And uh, we can hear the uh, Trump of Truth all the way down here as well as you know. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, I really appreciate what you do. I don't get a chance to hear a whole lot of this. I do uh, when I'm driving in the car when I go to work. Oh, oh Okay. We're on your side. I, I appreciate that, brother. What kind of work do you do? I'm uh, actually a, a tennis pro at a country club. A I tennis pro club. at a country club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, in the Trump economy, uh, <laughs> do people have more disposable dollars well, to, uh, to to hire you? Well, here's, here's what. I'm, I'm just scraping by. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I have an extreme amount of experience. But lately, the last couple of years, it's been pretty swell. But it's picking up, and uh, I'm very encouraged. But in, you know, so that's what uh, I also have a little shop where I sell like tennis rackets. Do you have a website? I don't. Uh, I have an Instagram page and a Facebook page. Well, tell the folks how to reach you on Instagram and Facebook. You're getting a free well, free, free ad today, Doug. I, I I appreciate it. Um, it is our Instagram page is High Performance Tennis CCP. High Performance Tennis CCP. Yes, CCP Country Club of Petersburg. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. And and the Facebook is high performance high performance tennis at the Country Club of Petersburg. All right, high performance tennis at the Country Club of Petersburg. All right, yes. Doug. My little contribution to the economy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's raining all day today, so I'm just I'm just doing stuff around the shop. Okay. God bless. You. Be back out there. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much Thank you. for your call and your words of encouragement. God bless you. All right. God bless you, too. All right. Well, all right. We're going to take our first break. And um, and also, um, you know, speaking of folks making contributions, we had uh, quite a few of our Bible recipients were so, I mean, I was really overwhelmed at the kindness that people showed in donating to the cause here because these are people that understand that freedom is not free and they just wanted to you know, be a part, be literally be a watchman on the wall standing beside Brother Craig. And so if any of you donors are out there listening, uh, uh, another thank you. I really, uh, I greatly appreciate it more than you know. Um, Of course, I appreciate the dollars, but what I I truly appreciate, because we need the dollars to, to, to be on the air, but I really, really appreciate the fact that people value what we do. Uh, Mrs. Hatchett and I put have put so much into this over the last 10 years. Uh, it's it's a blessing from the Lord, literally, uh, what I'm able to do standing behind this microphone. I, you know, I don't stand here of my own accord. And so when people receive it and respond the way they do, it really, truly warms my heart. And so I just want to say thank you. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll take more phone calls on the other side of the break, 804-454-1366. A man 
and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Tell them, Michael Jackson, welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, um, yeah, good to hear from Doug and, uh, you know, anyone else out there that would like to call up. Uh, we'd love to enter you into the drawing for the uh, the next uh, five people to win that $100 gift certificate to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. And, um, you know, back to this issue of, of um, race and, and, and race hustling, these racial pimps, you know, and for years I've been referring to these people as poverty pimp Negro politicians, and pulpit pimp Negro preachers, okay? And I said it twice, so it was not, I did not misspeak, okay? I did not misspeak. And I would, I would, I would simply love for one of these Negroes to get the nerve to call this radio station. The number is 804-454-1366. Because this this is insidious. Here we are. We're living, the, this year is the 200th anniversary of the birth of the late, great Frederick Douglass, okay? A black man born into slavery that did not whine and beg and cry, okay? He didn't ask white folks to do anything other than get out of his way. That's all the man wanted. Get out of the way. And let him be what God created him to be, a man, an onion-toting man. In the 19th century, Frederick Douglass was the most photographed person on the planet, okay? And he came along at the time of Abraham Lincoln. 
okay? And people would think that Abraham Lincoln would be the most photographed person of the 19th century. No, it was Frederick Douglass. The entire century, the entire hundred years, the most photographed person on the planet, Frederick Douglass, okay? And so, you know, these, these race pimps, okay, you, you take people that were actually born in slavery, like Frederick Douglass, okay? You, a Booker T. Washington, Booker T. Washington, like Douglas, born into slavery. And to this day, these pulpit pimp Negro preachers and these poverty pimp <clears throat> Negro politicians and the white ones too, okay? You, you, you white poverty pimps out there, I'm not leaving you out, okay? <laughs> I got the hatchet man has a little fire for you too, okay? Because what you people do is you cynically use the poverty, the pain, the anger, the lack of understanding of people. You use this in a very cynical and ugly way to advance your own agenda, not to advance the agenda of the person that perhaps just lacks understanding, okay? The person that cannot see the forest for the trees. And it's very understandable if all a person sees is, uh, you know, take, for example, someone that, that just, they, they live in a ghetto. And it's a horrible school. And all they know is that it's painful, it's ugly, but they don't understand why, okay? They don't understand the dynamics that I understand and that I articulate about the educational establishment and how they purposely dumb down. I mean, and this, this has been documented, okay? There's a great book I interviewed the author several years ago. The title of the book was uh, Crimes of the Educators. I learned so much reading that book and interviewing that author, Crimes of the Educators. And I, I, had, I knew that there was a lot going on in education that's purposeful, but what I learned reading that book was how far back it went. I had no idea that it went back over 100 years, okay? And so and these people, there are quotes from these people, you know, directly saying that, you know, the, 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 the methods of teaching that they introduced to replace old phonics-based reading, for example, was going to result in uh, less capacity to read. And their reasoning was that, well, you don't need to read a novel. All you need to learn how to read is something to do what we tell you to do. Stick your hind parts in a factory and turn that wrench. You know, what you need to read a novel for, that's for us. Okay? And so, now I understand that. Many of you understand that. But think about the young person that does not understand that. They, 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 all they know is that they live in a world that's cold and is full of pain. And these people are full of anger. And there's no one giving expression to that anger in a way that dispels the anger. These people give expression to the anger in a way that increases the anger and focuses the anger where it does not belong. Now, I'm going to get back to this, but for right now, we're going to welcome Chris to the program. Chris is calling in from Chesterfield. Chris, what's on what's your that, mind? Hey, man. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. 
Hey, well, listen, you know me. I'm the I'm, I'm the pragmatic Democrat, but I stand. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> okay, go ahead. I thought you said I, pragmatic Democrat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, but I'm, I'm going to say this to you. And I think it's something that you and myself as an African-American need to always remember, right? And that is that. Well, I'm just an American, Chris, but you, you well, go well, right me, ahead. Right. Well, I'm, I'm making a point. I, I bring that up because it's, it's germane to the discussion. Okay, go I think ahead. Some, I think sometimes two black men can assume they can ride down the road and they can see a black guy doing something that, you know, is just ignorant or saying something that you and I both know is not so. And then we, we ride away and we, we can come away with this idea that somehow you and I are an, an anomaly. Like there's less of us than there are. And, and that's actually not the case. I, I, I catch myself doing this all the time. You I found don't. your way. Okay, well, listen. You found your way, right? I By found the grace of God. Okay, I, I found my way. I own my own business. I've, I've been very successful. I worked hard. I started with nothing. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people, white, black, green, purple, that are doing the same thing. And I think that regardless of what people say or what people do, racism is, is real, but it, it doesn't limit you. It, 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 well, just, it shouldn't stop your hustle. Okay, now let me, uh, let me. You, you had a good opening salvo there. Let me respond, and then I'm going to let you come back. Okay, first, the first issue with your thesis is that th- this had to be two black men observing the idiocy of another black man, where, where in actuality it should just be two civilized human beings observing the lack of civilization in another human being. And it, it could be, you know, the, the two. No. The, it could be. It could be anyone. Because now, now I let you had a, you had your run. And I need to get mine, and then you oh, say no and tell me why. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why. Well, you, I, you I, ha- I, I haven't finished. I haven't. Oh, okay. I haven't right finished. Okay. Right and um, and you know the 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 reason the reason being is that. It's a very, you know, it's like the rooster crows and the sun rises, and you and I both know that the rooster did not cause the sun to rise. And the sun was going to rise anyway, okay? So this idea that just because there was uh, slavery in America and most of the slaves, not all of the slaves, but most of the slaves came from Africa, then... The, the the false conclusion that's drawn is that every problem thereafter is a result of that when slavery was a worldwide phenomenon and black men in Africa even enslaved white Europeans. And this is never discussed. But the Europeans don't use that. Now, we're up against a break now. Can you hold and not go away and, and I'll let you come back? Because this is interesting conversation here. And, uh, and sure. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, your indulgence here. So, well, all right, folks, we got Chris from Chesterfield, the pragmatic Democrat, (laughs) and uh, bold enough to call the hatchet man. I appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Fears. Stand up and be counted, don't be shame to cry. 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, as we listen to a little bit of Des Ray telling us you got to be bad, you got to be bold, you got to be wise. And uh, we've got Chris uh, on the line uh, calling us from Chesterfield. Chris is my longtime, I think you probably maybe my only longtime uh, Democrat caller, Chris. So I really oh, appre- yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> I invite, look, I've invited these guys to uh, to debate me. You know, the uh, the politicians, the members of boards of supervisors, congressmen sure. and whatnot, and uh, even, uh, even Democrat radio uh, talk radio hosts. And, uh, I mean, these guys, they run like cockroaches, man. And, uh, so I, I really appreciate you, Chris. Well, I think, I think, I think I agree with, um, with you on some things. I mean, I, I don't think being a Democrat or Republican necessarily means, obviously we have to be opposed to everything. I mean, that's, that's just not true. Well, um, that's you know, true. That's true. But now you know, there are some key things that I truly, uh, don't understand. Now, I understand what the Democrat playbook is, okay, sure. which is demonization, because if the if there was a debate on issues, Republican issues versus Democrat issues, okay, then it would be it would be game over. That blacks would never have left the Republican Party to start with. You know, because FDR uh, went to some of the black preachers to say, well, hey, you know, what can we do to, uh, you know, get some of you guys to come back? And so the, um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the efforts that spread in a little bit of the money around, which was going to go to everyone anyway, uh, it seems like all it took was a, a bowl of beans like with Esau. And and folks well, careful, give and careful, folks careful. I have to read. Well, I you're mean, making you're making an argument for for not being involved in organized religion. Now. Oh Lord, Lord! But see, it's organized religion that teaches that principle. Now, without organized religion, I would never know the history of of how Esau sold his birthright to his brother in exchange for a bowl of beans. He exchanged the physical and the temporal that satisfied his physical needs, and he gave up something eternal that had, you can't put a price on it. It was his birthright. And well, you know as what? Americans, we do, we do the same thing, Chris. We, in exchange for a mammon, uh, you know, we give up eternity. Uh, am I overstating my case? Before. You you said something a long time ago. We were talking, and and, and I, I I I flippantly said to you, I said I said Hatchet Man, it would be so easy for Republicans to set up a center in Petersburg, an educational center to ensure that young kids were able to be orientated to education early. If they have any issues or problems, we can make sure that they get what they need so they can be amenable to educate. And, and you said to me, well, you know, they don't want to talk to us. And 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 I knew then. I knew then that if I kept talking to you, that you, through our discussions, you and I would figure out a way, because all I care about is education. Black, white, green, purple. The one thing about okay. this country that's going, that's going to hell in a handbasket is the fact that our, our citizens aren't educated. All right, let me, get in, let, me get on that, let me get on on that, because I'm, I'm the school choice advocate at the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance, and our 
our goal is to eliminate the distinctions between public school, private school, parochial school. We just want school, okay? You don't have a you don't have a a, a cafeteria system uh, for eating. You don't have you know a government grocery store, a, a parochial grocery store, and a private grocery store. You just have grocery stores, okay? And you just have restaurants like Ruth's Chris. I hope you put your name in the pot, Chris. And look, um, I, I I I did not, but I do frequent I, I I do frequent Ruth Chris, and that's a hell of a steak. Yeah, well, don't, and look, and look, and yeah, yeah, you you're Chris, okay, Ruth's Chris. So, but after after the conversation, don't hang up. Give your um, okay. information to Mark so your name can go in the hat. Okay. And uh, okay. you know, at the end of the month, we're gonna give away five more. But my my point is this: as as far as edu- now, my statement years ago was that. Uh, Petersburg is dominated by Democrats in every place in the United States of America where Democrats dominate. And many of these places they've dominated for anywhere from 50, 60 on up to like in Baltimore, it's been 100 years. OK, no, no Republicans. And so you when you're talking about schools now, until we get my desire, which is a total private system right now, you have a public system. And so that requires uh, political will. And and if the citizens won't vote for Republicans, then it's, you know, it's, it's, it's senseless to say where well, the Republicans ought to come and do something. The Republicans are doing something. They're doing it in Chesterfield. They're doing it in Hanover. They're doing it. Hold in, on now. Hold on. They're hold on, doing hold on it now. in private schools. Now, wait okay? a minute. Now, now, Which now, is the now, really the way to go. You just hatches me. Hold on a minute. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> go ahead. I can go, to some, I can go to Republican districts all over the South and show you the worst, poorly educated. Uh, and I'm in agreement with you. Education records. So, so, so. We're so not. Else, I'm so in agreement let's, with let's you. Not do that. Let's no. What we do. We're not talking about equal outcomes. We're talking about equal opportunity. And I'm glad you pointed that out, Chris, because Absolutely. you know that what that shows is that in no matter if it's Republican, Democrat, black, white, right. you have a right. gra- you have a gradation. You have uh you have a scale. There is no such thing as, you know, all white people of this, all black people of that. But if you listen to the poverty pimps, this is the simplistic picture that they paint because all they want people to do is vote for them. Because, you know, tell me this, what has black America benefited uh, by uh, having all this black elected representation when you look at, uh, say, Asian Americans, for example, who have almost zero uh, representation from their culture, but yet they yeah, have yeah, they yeah, have yeah, outcomes man. that are off the charts. They're be, on average they're you can't do that, Hatcher, man. You can't but because, because why not? It's a fact. This, because listen, we when we came into this system, the system was rigged in such a way to make sure we stayed uneducated. But it's now what that. about the Irish, the Italians? I mean, you know, there were Irish slaves. There were even no, during Hatcher even man, during slavery of African Americans, a lot of them, a lot of the, man, a lot of the no, no, I'm no, telling you facts, man. No, a lot of no. the most dangerous work right. was not done by slaves because the uh, the owner of the business would reason that well, if if this uh, thousand pound item fell and killed a um, 
and a an Irishman, then that's, you know, I just go get another Irishman. But if that thousand pound thing kills this black man, well, I've got to go and purchase another one of them. So, I mean, mo- the most dangerous work was not even... I mean, I'm just saying, in 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 man's man's inhumanity to his fellow man, it does not know color. But the poverty pimps ignore. You can't listen. Listen, I'm functional. You're functional. Neither one of us are the kind of black men. Let's just say men to to, to make you happy. Thank you. Yes, that makes me happy. I'm I'm just a man, an onion toter, by the the way. We're not the kind of men to 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 allow limitations. Um, I, I, I was usually the only black male in my companies coming up. Okay. I didn't give a damn because I knew fundamentally the reason that guy hired me because I made green. So I, I knew my situation, but, but right. I want to be very clear, with, but I want to be very clear with you. I don't raise my boys to be black boys. I, I raise them to crush, destroy, make it function, enable them to do anything. And if they're in a competitive situation, they don't care if that guy is blue, pink, orange. I don't care what he is. What are you doing? Um, uh, th- what are you doing the third Thursday of this month at um, at eight fifteen? Can you come to the hundred man challenge out at the uh, alternative? Well, the hundred man challenge is the um, there's a school out in uh, Henrico County that is um, okay. the Academy at Virginia Randolph, and so okay. they they yeah. teach these young men trades. And a lot of them that get put out of other Henrico County schools for disciplinary oh, reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I used yeah. to teach these types of kids. I, before they had the alternative school, they had a thing called a homebound teacher. I was mm-hmm. I was a homebound teacher. So when a kid got really? yes, when a kid got put out of school, I would go to the kid's home to teach him. And I only did it one year. I was actually. Um, I, st- I was still in college and, and doing that also. And okay. I had four students, and three of them I was blessed to be able to turn around. And the uh, the, the fourth one, I was just, it, it was, it, and it, it, I it, I can't say it crushed me. I was disappointed, but it really crushed his father. Um, and I pray that that young man, he would be probably 40 years old by now. This has been a long time ago. And I, I pray that that young man eventually did turn around. But, you know, this is something that's been near and dear to my heart for many, many years. And there are some things that work, uh, Chris, and there are some things that don't work. And the public system is not working for the students. It's working quite well for the adults that the system is really organized to benefit. But now well, you take Marva Collins' school, you take um, Marcus Garvey Academy, uh, you know, you take all these private schools that they go into these hardcore inner city situations with the same problems that the public school says are insurmountable. And these people, they seem to turn out scholar after scholar after scholar. And well, so I mean, if, I can, if, I, if I can share this with you really quickly, please do my, my son, my, my, my middle son. Um, uh, when we first moved down here from North Virginia, uh, he, he was, you know, he's making this, he was doing a transition there from school to school. And um, we moved. Uh, originally, they had gone to a Catholic school, and then um, in in Saint Petersburg, in, uh, in Petersburg, and then we uh, we bought another house in, in in Chesterfield. So they started going to Chesterfield Public Schools. Well, Zachary was having some issues. Nothing, nothing major. I want to really make sure I, I, I speak that he was suspended three times for things that Hatch Man between me and you, it would we would never have been suspended for these things back when we were growing up. Never. 
I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a kid yells at him. He yells back at another kid. He wasn't the agitator. I mean, just crazy stuff. Three times. So I, w- I was all over it. I was in the school. I couldn't understand. I was like, why are these suspendable offenses? Nobody's getting hurt. Nobody, I mean, but, but they had a zero policy and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, in order to prevent the bigger thing because we live in such a heightened, you know, everything Ridiculous. is, yeah, because if you don't, Put a tamp down. If you don't tamp it down early and it gets out of control, there's a million dollar lawsuit because you right. know when you and I were in school, if 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 say for if we even got a spanking, you know when I right. got when I got hit, I didn't even go home and tell my mother because I knew what was going to happen. I was going to get another <laughs> one. Okay, you know I had to hold my knuckles out for Miss Watson <laughs> to hit them with her ruler. Man, look, the one of the best days of of um, the school year was uh, the first year of integration in Newport News. We had just been integrated to George C. Epps Middle School, and a father came in and gave his son a whipping, not a spanking, a whipping. He didn't beat him up, and he took his belt off. He spoke to yep. him. He talked to him first. Says, son, yep. you you know you know Miss you know Miss McGillicuddy said so and so and so and you know education is very important, son, and you have right. to. Yeah, and he proceeded. He said, now you know I'm I'm going to give you this whipping now, and he whipped the boy. And I'm telling you, I got as much benefit out of that as the boy got, and the whole clan. We all straightened up. And again, now, now, now that, now if my mother is listening, uh, Chris, if my mother is listening, <laughs> she's just finding out, okay? <laughs> now, 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 this same boy I'm telling you about, my uh, my second son, I, I was on him. We were all over it. He was just little things, but I was still all over it. And then one day, um, you know, we, we went in the backyard and I uh, gave him some boxing gloves. And I said, okay, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. Now, I'm not going to spank you, but me and you, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna box a little bit. I'm going to tell you what this what this is about. This is about your future. And I want, we're going to play around a little bit. And when I knocked him on his butt, I told him, I said, listen, just so you understand things, I will never tire of fighting you for your future. You understand? Mm-hmm. You're now, a good father. Now, now, let me, now, let me explain it to you. you you're a very kid, good father. That was good. That same kid got a full academic scholarship to college. Now, now, now I say that to you not to brag, but to tell you this. This is my point. That, that man, if I see another young kid, white, black, green, where we have not, where, where you, you want me to believe that adults can't handle getting four and five and six and seven and eight, nine year old kids amenable to education. Mm-hmm. You want me to believe that? I'm never going to believe that. Uh, me either. We, we're in agreement but, on that. Man, we need but, to get you on over at the Virginia Christian Alliance, brother. You'd be our first Democrat member. When I hang on, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you a guy my email. Okay, good. If he would, if he would just email me the, the, the stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll do the best I can to be there, man. I really will. All right, all but, right. But I, but I want to tell, tell you this. You and I don't necessarily agree on politics, but I'm going to tell you something, man. A guy like you and with, your, with the way you see things and the way you kind of boil things down, Here's, here's 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 what I think. I think when when you and I, when when you when you finally uh, fundamentally have an understanding of, of of anything, when you boil it down to where you get it, I think you go at it like I go at it. I I, I water it down to like a pit bull. Say, Okay. Yeah. Right. So what I will say to you when you say Democrats won't come on and talk to you, like Republicans, there's all kinds of Democrats. Yeah. Right? There's all kinds of Republicans. I, I love talking politics. I love I love getting other people's point of views. I, I listen to talk radio all the time. I'm gonna tell you the main problem, Hatcher man. We don't talk to each other anymore. We we call each other right guys and left guys, and we leave it at that. Yeah. And and that that can't continue. 
quick question. You, you have to. We I, have to have gotta, a dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get a break, but real quick All question. Right, real quick question. Yeah. Have you been to my website and seen the seven C's of a successful society? Um, to be honest with you, I, I know I've been to your website, but I don't think I've seen that. Okay, well, you must have been to my old website. The new website's only been up since uh, Christmas. Okay, okay. Okay, so... I, I, I went to the website where you, you got that First Amendment thing. Or right, right. Go to the new yeah. website, thereallyrealdeal.com, the seven, okay. the seven C's of a successful society, because you sound like the kind of guy that would be with us. Okay? okay, and so you check the seven C's of a successful society at the really real deal dot com, and you know right, maybe brother. give us another call next week. All right, brother. I appreciate right, brother. your time today. Hey, you take care. You too. Now, bye. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, folks, and uh, we're gonna. Oh, I don't. I hope he didn't hang up. Did he? <laughs> he hung up. Okay. Call back, Chris, and just give Mark your information. And uh, if anyone else wants to call up to be on the air on the other side of the break, eight zero four. 454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart can't tell where the journey will end, oh, okay. but I know up. where to start. Oh. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we want to welcome Edison uh, calling in from Chesterfield. Edison, what's on your mind today, brother? And that website is, what was that that you, was it? The Really, T-H-E, The. The really, not not just the deal, not just the real deal, the really real deal dot com. <laughs> real deal. No, the okay. real the really real deal. Yeah, just like the name of the radio program. Yeah, as a matter of fact, anyone that's driving down 95, you look over as you go through um ah, what is it? Uh the boulevard near the boulevard. Uh, both north and south. There's a great big billboard up there that has the hatchet man up. Yeah. It does. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, you had a, a really wonderful lady on the other week that uh, really broke down some things that um, uh, I never thought of. Uh, she wrote a wonderful book, and she just uh, she put it right. She just nipped it right in the bud. Uh, that's when I got on band on the bandwagon. I'm, I've always, you know, enjoyed you. But I mm-hmm. just which lady was up. this? A one of my recent authors. Yes, sir. And uh, and uh, she and I got a hold of a number, and I think I talked to your wife, and uh, uh, we we just uh, I just I fell in line with your with your thoughts and your. And, uh, well, I appreciate and, that, Edison. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and I, I, I don't. I'll tell you, I I, I came up. Uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm in my fifties now, and. Uh, um, I came up in a time where I just, uh, you know, uh, I, it, it, it was just so much racism going on, and, and I just, I got so sick of it. And, and I lived in a situation where, you know, and and and, and, and anybody that knows me knows, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, well, I shouldn't go there, but I I, I have a, a, I just, I am just so sick of it. I really am. I'm tired of it. I, I know what it is. I know what it's being played for. Yeah, I, I remember. It's like yourself that comes up and you you actually you you back this up with facts. Uh, you break it down. Uh, the gentle lady, she was just unbelievably academically brilliant. She just sat there and she just explained all the basic fundamentals and principles that was applicable to it from the time it started until the time you know it was it was the most uh, uh, compact uh, Reader's Digest version of, of racism <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And, Oh, I, I think I remember. I remember that. Um, I remember that interview. I was trying to think of which because we'd had two or three ladies here. Yeah, you've had her lately, yeah, and, and I, the name, her name escapes me, but we've had her on before. Yeah, and she yeah. was talking about the uh, all of the uh, hatred towards police officers and, uh, exactly and, and right. things like mm-hmm. that. Heather McDonald, that's her name. That's it, Heather McDonald. Yeah, that's and as it. a matter I, of fact, I, that interview, all the interviews are still up on our website, so mm-hmm. if anyone's interested in that, you just go mm-hmm. to the website and type in Heather McDonald in the search bar, and it'll just pull that interview uh, right up. Yeah, so. But Thank anyway, we, yes, we're we short on time, so what's, what's on your mind today? Well, you know... Um, I was in a situation the other day where I saw something that went down. It was in a grocery store in a, in a really good place. I don't understand. The lady didn't have. She had a problem with this guy in front of her. I saw the whole deal go down. I couldn't see any validity for it. She she said, "Well, you're a racist." And this guy, you know, she he was white and she was black. And I was like, "Now I'm sitting here watching this. Why was that ever brought up? Nobody ever said anything at all." I think that 
sometimes people just can't win an argument or they just can't make a point or they just want to see a time and they, they want to hold on to some kind and of the, something that's yeah, not and, there. And, and also, people have been spoon-fed this, that every problem, if people are of, of uh, two different skin tones, I mean, skin is one-sixteenth of an inch thick, if, if it's that thick, okay, one-sixteenth of an inch. And uh, but to go to the heart of a person, you know, that requires, you know, as a previous caller said, that requires getting to know people. And we don't get to know people anymore. We just go by the caricature that the um, the people that benefit from uh, anger and not to say Republicans are, are all always innocent and Democrats are always guilty. But when you analyze which political party benefits from chaos, anger hatred, bloodshed, and, and which which party benefits from folks getting along, it's it's easy to see where the uh, perverse incentives are. The On the Democrat side, there are incentives, and this is not Ma and Pa Democrat, but, you know, and I wouldn't say this about this lady, I don't know the lady, but for the people that uh, put this type of information out there, these are the types of spirits that they unleash on this nation. Uh, they're very, very destructive spirits. And so it really takes uh, a godly spirit to come against that, to recognize it, and to and, and to take authority over it. And so and we have to take authority over these unclean spirits uh, in our personal lives, in our family life, as we out, go out and enter into the community and, you know, and, and not allow what other people have programmed us for to be the deciding factor in how we interact with our fellow citizens. And how many people do you honestly think that you that you touch? I know you got up against a break, but uh, how many people do you honestly think that you you affect? I mean, I mean, I, I, I if hope I you affect and I, and one, I you in, but, but. <laughs> if I affect one, I'm happy. Okay, one, okay. you know, I I have that, I have good. no idea, but um, you know, I I um. You know, and that's 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 inter that's interesting that you say you ask that question. And but I'm up against a hard break here. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, thirty I'll seconds. Listen to you. Look, God okay. bless you. Have a good one. You Thank too, you, now. God bless you. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take our top of the hour news break. We'll be back in six minutes. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, um, you know, wondering if any of you out there are going to go see the Chappaquiddick movie. A uh, lot of really, really good movies uh, out these days. <coughs> uh, a group of us went to see Paul, Apostle of Christ, and I uh, had a wonderful time. I've not yet seen... Um, I can only imagine, although I am 
uh, looking very much forward to seeing that. And, um, and that's been out for, I think, three or four weeks now. But opening today is uh, the Chappaquiddick uh, story. And uh, talk about surprise to see that one get made, okay? I mean, these Kennedys, you know, they're like, they're really, really, uh, allegedly anyway, untouchable, okay? I mean, the, you know, old man Joe Kennedy, uh, what, he was uh, ambassador to Germany during World War II, war profiteering, um, uh, made money off of bootlegging. I mean, just, you know, you just go down the, uh, you know, you go down the list of, 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 of issues with the, the whole Kennedy family and, um, you know, how that uh, empire was built uh, financially. And he used to brag that all of his sons would become president. And of course, his uh, first son, uh, unfortunately, died at war. Uh, second son, uh, Jack, did become president. And, uh, and of course, the next two, uh, you know, unfortunately, Robert uh, failed by uh, an assassin's bullet. And uh, Teddy Boy uh, failed by his own personal demons, okay? Um, you know, this is a guy who certainly uh, would have been president, uh, put qualifications aside, just uh, just the fact that his brother was martyred, uh, that would have been enough to give it to him. But, you know, 1969, uh, the same week as the, as the moon landing, and it's very ironic that uh, perhaps one of the things that kept him out of prison was his brother got the, uh, the whole uh, imagination of America uh, with saying we could put a man on the moon in 10 years. And uh, in 10 years later, a man was on the moon, okay? So, <laughs> um, and, and, and now had that not happened uh, that same week, then, of course, uh, the media that would always seek to uh, cover up for a Democrat, uh, they would not have been able to cover up something uh, that big had it not been for the um, the uh, in the infatuation with the moon landing, okay? And so, which, you know, is very legitimate, uh, you know, putting a man on the moon for the first time. Obviously, that's a legitimate news story, but my goodness, you know, folks can't walk and chew gum at the same time. It's just, it doesn't make sense. And so, I think that the... Uh, the success of the moon landing, and again, this is, you know, Teddy Boy's big brother doing that, gave the media the cover, the excuse, okay? Because we all know, we all know, okay, that um, had uh, a Republican, you know, say it was, uh, you know, Nixon's younger brother, okay? I don't know if Nixon even had a younger brother, Okay, but pick the politician. Okay, Eisenhower's younger brother. I don't know if Eisenhower had a younger brother, but I mean, you just pick the politician or family member of a politician, and that person be a Republican. And we all know that the media would not have covered for them. Okay, but uh, Teddy Boy, it was covered up. Um, Mary Jo Kopechny did die. Now, one of the things, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've uh, seen uh, plenty of reviews and I've listened to um, interviews and we're, we're still trying to get the filmmaker to come on to this program. Uh, but they're, as you can imagine, they're all over the place. So I've heard the um, a couple of interviews uh, with the filmmaker. And 
my understanding is that they did not even focus on the sexual relationship between uh, Kennedy and Mary Jo Kopechny. Now, I think that's a, a valid part of the story to tell because otherwise, why would a a married senator be taking a female aide to the beach at one o'clock in the morning? Okay, was he going to quote Bible verses to her? I mean, what, 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 which Bible verse? The, the Shulamite's thighs, the Shulamite's feet. Okay, how pretty they are. Is, is that is that what you know? Song of Solomon. Is that what they were going to discuss? One o'clock. I mean, folks, it's just, uh, and it seems that nothing has changed. Okay, the media still covers up for the misdeeds of Democrats. Okay, and so, but I really am uh, looking forward to seeing the movie in spite of the um, the lack of really going at it uh, full throat, just the simple fact that they made the movie, okay? The simple fact that the movie exists, <laughs> okay? It's, um, I mean, Hollywood is, 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 is so left-wing. And, you know, and it's crazy why, I mean, they, the people in Hollywood, give you a prime example. Okay, um, what's the name of this program? The Colony, okay? Mrs. Hatchett and I have been watching The Colony. And and this is one of these uh, futuristic uh, stories where the the big state is, uh, actually in this case, the big state is dominating the little guy and there's uh, apparently there's some aliens. Now, as of yet, the aliens have not been revealed, so it all might be a hoax in order to justify the heavy hand of, of the government. And you have the elites and the non-elites. And so the Hollywood people, they make all kinds of stories along that same theme, okay? But yet and still, as it plays out in America for real, they're on the wrong side. But they have the capacity to write screenplays, finance movies, direct movies, act in movies that portray all these things to include, you know, a, a um, you know, a potential victim who defends herself with a gun. OK, and they can portray these things. But again, when it comes to real life, these people, these elites, they're always on the wrong side, always on the wrong side. And uh, we're going to welcome Mike from Richmond to the program. Mike, what's on your mind, brother? Hey, brother, you know, this is a little bit off the subject, but uh, I've come up with the law of politics. I might have mentioned this before, but I can never repeat it enough. Yeah, well, go ahead, brother. If the Democrats or the left accuse you of doing something wrong, you can automatically, uh, (laughs) you know they are the ones doing it. Exactly. They are the ones doing it. Then another thing, these Democrats— Yeah, they call that projection. Right, I know what they call it, but I'm glad you know what they call it too. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Mike. You're a very man. You are, and I admire you for that. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, you know how they like to uh, what they started with the tax cuts. Hey, tax cuts for the rich. It's for the rich. It's for the rich. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe I heard on the talk show a while back. Might have been a few years back. That on the average, these Democrat politicians have more personal wealth than the Republicans. This is true. This is true. But they call us the party of the rich. And see, what angers me, Mike, is that I see I don't get angry at the Democrats. 
Because, I got angry at the Republicans because exactly. they don't respond to this crap. Exactly, because we hired the Republicans to be the zookeeper, and the Democrat is the alligator that got out of the cage. Right. And alligators are going to do what alligators are going to do. That's and, right. And, Demo and not you out there, Ma and Pa Democrat, but your Democrat leaders, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're, they're literally cousins to the communists and the socialists. Am I they overstating are. it? They are. They are. And all I have, you know, when you think about communism, uh, Stalin, Mao Zedong, responsible for the murder of millions of yes. people. Yes, yes. How anybody could admire them is beyond me. Yes, yes. Okay, then but another thing. I understand that what uh, Obama and his wife got a 60 or $70 million advance on a book deal. $70 million. Man, yeah, okay, what I I'd wonder like how much know, I'm going to get for my book, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I what I'm wondering is how much of this money, you know, he was already a millionaire before he got this big chunk of pile, you know, big pile of money. I'd like to know how much of that money, if any, he plans on donating to the United Negro College Fund. And then I'd also like to know if he plans on sending a few thousand to his half-brother in Kenya, because if he got a few thousand, he could probably live like a millionaire in Kenya for the rest of his life. Now, I bet you that brother in Kenya, he could hang it up. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 that You're guy, he supported right Trump. Okay, he could, Now, the brother in Kenya could hang it up, okay? Mm -hmm. But now, to make things look good, these are, because, you know, you can, you can tell a lot about a man by how they act when there's no one looking. And so when you look at the uh, amount of money that Obama and um, um, what's his vice president? Uh, I've got him talking. Biden. Biden, right. Biden had donated something like $3,600 uh, to charity like in the, in, the previous, in the previous 10 years. That's $360 a year, okay? So then, uh, you know, they get elected and all of a sudden— they have to donate, uh, you know, ten or ten or eleven percent uh, of their income to charity just to make it look good. So he'll he'll continue to do that. But prior to getting elected, uh, hey, the United Negro College Fund got zero from him. Okay, mm -hmm. and so and this is how these people are. They're generous with other people's money, Mike. They uh, are. Not not their own money. And and, and the same thing with uh, gun control. They want to control other people's guns but they don't want their paid armed guards to show up with a whistle or a sternly worded letter. Well, you know, that's, uh, Brother Craig, that's why I like you so much, because you agree with me on a lot of important <laughs> things. And on that note, I want to say thank you for letting me have the opportunity to, to speak. Have a great weekend, and we'll oh, talk some more in the future. Yeah, thank you, Mike. God right. bless you. All right. Well, all right, folks. Ado, we're going to take a quick break. We'd love to entertain your calls. And, um, and, and also, when you call up, don't forget to give your uh, contact information to uh, Mark here to put your name in the drawing, our third drawing of uh, giving away five $100 gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, okay? So, uh, and also, we do have, I have one Bible left from our most recent Bible giveaway. We gave away so many Bibles during uh, Easter week, and the one we have left is a um, Bible for teens, a very nice leather-bound, uh, thin-line Bible for teens. Uh, if you'd like to call in, 804-454-1366 is the number, 804-454-1366. A man 
and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Back to the program, Virginia Man's World Radio, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And we want to welcome Anonymous to the program. Anonymous, what's on your mind today? Hello? Yes. Uh, hi. You're on live. Oh, I, okay. I, that's fine. Um, anyway, um, I was calling because I just tuned into your station I don't know uh, the station, and this is my first time. Um, so, um, and this is my first time hearing you. Oh, um, okay. So, how are we doing so far? I don't know if you're a pastor or what. You're doing all right, but not good. Um, I, I believe that <laughs> the reason I say that, the reason why I say that is because, you know, Democrat, Republican type of things, if you ask us non rich people, I'm a Democrat, you know, but... Why are you a Democrat? But I'm also a Christian. Oh, interesting. I'm glad you called, okay? Why not? Okay. Um, Well, let me me ask you a couple of questions about... Let me comment. Okay, go ahead and finish. Go ahead. Yes. Um, So I'm a uh, Democrat and I'm a Christian, and I don't don't, uh, discriminate against Republicans. I don't discriminate against uh, Democrats. I don't discriminate against Obama, and I don't dis- discriminate against uh, President Trump. Do you know what the word "discriminate" means? I do, however, I do, however, um, want the children to know of the United States and all over the world mm-hmm. that Christians love them, no matter what color, what. Um, what ethnic background you are. Oh, okay. No matter what All right. You, okay. Man. Now, let the host get a word in edgewise, okay? 
Now, uh, do you do you know what, ma'am? I think that, ma'am, you 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 gotta let the host get a word in edgewise. Uh, Go ahead, but I was making my statement. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Now, do you know what the word discriminate means? I know what everything I said means. Oh, okay. Well, for the the word discriminate, for the, for the rest of the audience, the technical definition of the word discriminate uh, means simply to choose between. And it the, the word discriminate has taken... Oh, I would just think that ma- I didn't know what it meant. Ma'am, ma'am... Because of my color, because of put her my, put her on hold, please, uh, Mark. Uh, okay, you, you you're on. I've not hung up on you. You're on hold. I'm going to welcome you back if you hold on. But I I need to get a word in edgewise. We have a bottom of the hour news break, and I think your your point is interesting. So I hope you hold on and come back. But when 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 a person says, I don't want to make it personal about you, ma'am, but when a person says. I'm a Democrat, but I don't discriminate. We, we all discriminate, and there's nothing wrong with discriminating, okay? I am a Republican, so therefore, naturally, I discriminate against uh, Democrats because if there's a Republican on the ballot and a Democrat on the ballot, I'm going to vote for the Republican, okay? And uh, now when I when it gets down to who I really want, I make that decision at the primary level. Um, but, you know, once the choice has been made in the primary, I'm going to go Republican, period. And there's no Democrat on the planet I would ever, ever vote for. And it's okay for me to say that. And now, similarly, it's okay for you or any other Democrat out there to do the same thing, to say, well, I'm a Democrat, therefore I discriminate against Republicans. Because when whenever we say, it's the same thing if a person says, well, I'm a libertarian, I vote the libertarian ticket only. Well, then that person, they discriminate, they choose against both Republican and Democrat. And that's okay, okay? But this word discriminate has been uh, you know, the left just co-ops, it's like the word gay, you know, back in the 1890s to be happy and gay was a good thing. You know, come along the 1990s to be happy and gay, you know, maybe you were going to get AIDS or something. So words just, words evolve over time, but that's what it it means. So we naturally discriminate. Now, as a Christian, we, you know, it's up to me to justify, okay, how does my being a Republican comport with Christian values and versus discriminating against the Democrats. And let's just go down the list. Now, the Democrats say that if there is an untimely pregnancy, they're going to discriminate against the life of the baby and in favor of the convenience of the mother, as though she can't just have the baby and put it up for adoption, okay? Um, Now, on the life, that's the life of an innocent person, the baby. Now, on the life of a guilty person, they do the opposite. Someone that's a mass murderer, someone that's a terrorist, that's blown people up. Now, they don't want that person, a rapist, whatever, they don't want that person put to death. They want to save that person's life, okay? And, 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 and ditto, similarly, if you go down the list of issues Republican and Democrat issues, the Christian view lines up on the Republican side time after time after time after time, okay? 
even to the point of charity. Public charity is not the same as personal charity. Republicans tend to favor personal charity and are more generous with it than Democrats are. And so now, Mark, is the lady still on the line? Bring, bring her back. Are you, are you still there, ma'am? Okay, she hung up. <laughs> All right. Well, but anyway, and, th and that's fine. But, you know, I, I, I welcome all callers. And folks, they don't have to agree with me. But it is, it is my program, and, I, and I, do, I do need to be able to get a little bit in. And, uh, and I, I thought I was quite generous with the amount of time uh, that I gave that caller. And, and ma'am, if it was some sort of, uh, you know, mistake that you thought you were hung up on, you were not hung up on, and you are welcome to dial back, okay? And uh, as a matter of fact, any Democrat out there is welcome to dial back because this is something that I find fascinating that people will say, well, I'm a Christian, and, you know, and I just want people to know that Jesus loves you. Well, that's all fine and dandy. You know, I know Jesus loves them also, but Jesus also you know, set a standard that we have to meet. And it's not just unconditional, okay? To be a child of God, we can be adopted into the family of God, but that requires a step on our part. All we have to do is accept it. But many people, they want to not accept it, but yet and still be considered adopted into the family anyway. Well, you, you can't have it both ways. If you want to be adopted into the family of God, with Jesus as your big brother, you have to. Okay, go ahead. You're back on air. You're back on the air, caller. Okay, all right. I don't know if we. All right. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. But um, now, when we come back from the bottom of the hour news break, I'm going to get back on this issue of uh, the Martin Luther King observance of the 50th anniversary of his assassination and how the uh, media discriminates against showing the events that uh, conservatives put on, okay? After all, we're the people that are living out the legacy of Dr. King where he asked simply for an America where people are judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, period. We will be right back. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And I mean it when I say friendly. Friendly, friendly, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. And we want to welcome back to the program Anonymous. And uh, Anonymous, uh, go right ahead. Hi. Um, I was supporting I was the call, and before I was interrupted, I overheard you say, when you put me on hold, um, I overheard you tell somebody, I don't know if you was talking to the audience or me, because I kept trying to talk and you couldn't 
you didn't say anything in response. You were on hold. I was talking to the audience, but go ahead and respond now. Yeah, but um, I would have wished that you would have let me go ahead and finish my statement when I was calling in instead of you overtaking. Well, ma'am, listen, listen. This is a talk radio program. It's a conversation, okay? Now, if you want to have a filibuster, you have to go get your own program. Okay. Oh, no, sir. I don't want to filibuster. Uh, what I what I was wanting to say is I overheard you say uh, something about do I know what discrimination was concerned. When you had me on hold, I asked you the question, why would you ask me do, do, uh, do I know what discrimination means? Why would you even ask that question? Sure, I know what I meant when I said discrimination. You obviously didn't, ma'am, because when whenever any person says, I am a blank, you automatically discriminate against the opposite. So you obviously did not know. You're breaking in without me finishing. Okay. Have a nice day, ma'am. I just, I can't take this anymore. This, uh, oh, gosh, you Christian man, you. Yes, I am a Christian man. And let me tell you something, lady. We as Christians do not have to roll over and, you know, we don't, we do not have to do that. Okay. We do not have to roll over and being a Christian is a two way street. If you call up here as a Christian, you, you have to show a little charity the other way. I've been quite generous with my time, ma'am. Okay. Now you have a nice day. And so, I mean, this, this, it gets to the place of being, uh, r- ridiculous sometimes. This is a talk radio program, and this is a two-way conversation. Y- you know, I appreciate you all, the audience out there. You invite me into your automobiles, into your homes, onto your um, your mobile devices and your computers. You visit our website at The Really Real Deal, and that's an invitation. And I take that, uh, I-, I-, I feel like you honor me when you do that. Now, similarly... When I give the phone number out, 804-454-1366, I am inviting you into my space, okay? And it, to, to share what you have to allow you to be a part of what I share with the audience that God has blessed me with, okay? And so the, 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 the program has to flow. There has to be a flow to the program, and we just, I, I just simply cannot allow anyone to just, uh, you know, to filibuster and, 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 to, and to get, you know, really to get, you know, not super, super ugly because, I mean, I've, I'm telling you folks, when I was new at this, <laughs> uh, my first station over at um, WCLM, I, I used to get called, you know, a stupid ASS nigger, uh, you know, almost every week. Uh, literally, and and death threats and things like that. So this is mild uh, comparatively, but the the level of hostility and, you know, all I was doing with the lady is articulating some Christian principles and asking, okay, why would a person say I am a Christian and I vote Democrat? And then when I lay out things that the Democrat Party supports, uh, such as, uh, at their convention in Charlotte, North Carolina, when they put a vote to the uh, 10,000 people assembled and they asked them, uh, you know, it's been brought to our attention that we do not give God a single mention in our platform. We would like to amend the Democrat Party platform to include at least a mention of God. 
they voted it down. That by voice vote, it was nay. And But the person up at the podium could not allow the actual vote to stand. And so they banged the gavel and they said the amendment passes and the, the, uh, the platform will be so amended. And a cascade of boos came down upon them. Okay? And that's just one example. Okay? And, I, and, and, and I had already mentioned the, the abortion issue. The uh, the issue of the innocent life is taken, but the guilty life, uh, the the guilty life, a murderer, for example, you know that life is spared. Okay, and I mean even when you look at uh, government charity, which a lot of Democrats claim, oh well, we're the more Christian uh, group because we believe in charity. Where when you analyze. The um, the data from Democrat areas of the nation versus Republican areas of the nation and which is more generous with their personal money, which one donates more time, which which one donates more blood. The Republican areas of the country do all three, but the Democrat areas want to be generous with other people's money. They don't want to reach into their pockets. OK, they want to reach into your pro- pockets. That is not charity. That is theft, okay? And we're going to welcome Greg to the program. Greg is calling from New Kent. Greg, what's on your mind? Hey, how are you today? I am better than I deserve, brother, but I will take that every day, you know? I've got a big brother in heaven, and that's why Absolutely. I'm better than I deserve. I don't, I don't want what I deserve. I want grace. <laughs> that's awesome. I, 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 the, the biggest reason I call, you touched on two things that uh, just in the last few minutes that I hold very dear. Number one is uh, I would hope you may have learned a lesson to not take calls from people who don't want to tell you who they are. (laughs) Well, uh, we have a policy that we take all calls. That's just, that's been my 10 year, that's been my 10 year policy. And I used to, like (laughs) I said, I used to get death threats and I just, but you know, by God's grace, I'm still here. Yeah, somebody doesn't want to tell you who they are. That usually means they're they're not up to an, an honest uh, debate. Yeah. But the other thing is what you're talking about about charity is something that I have tried to lay out to people um, who are tend to be on the more liberal side. Is you know uh, I've had people tell me that they refer to Jesus as the first liberal, and uh, you yeah. know. While Jesus did say, love thy neighbor. Oh, uh, we're so sorry, Greg. Please dial back. <laughs> okay. that <laughs> 804-454-1366. We uh technical difficulty there. Uh, just please, please dial right back, Greg. We apologize uh, for that. But um, yeah, what Greg is saying is, is, is absolutely true. Um, you know, the, um, there are many, many institutions in the United States of America that have been infiltrated and taken o- taken over by the uh, what I call the neoliberals. They're they're really not liberals because a liberal believes in liberty, and these neoliberals claim to be liberal, but they really they don't they do not believe in liberty. They believe in force, and so um, one. Uh, are you back, Greg? No. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Dial, 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 dial us back, Greg. We apologize. But the um, the neo the neoliberals 
they don't believe in in liberty at all. They believe in force. And and one of the things of Christian faith is that where liberty is, there also is the spirit of the Lord. And so it's this spirit of the Lord where our liberty and our freedom, and many of you have heard me for years articulate that our rights come from God. They don't come from our fellow uh, human beings. Are you back, Greg? Yes, sir. Okay. I apologize. And uh, so you go ahead right back to uh, where you were. Well, what I was, what I was saying was <clears throat> that I don't ever recall any, at any point in the Bible, and I'm certainly no uh, expert, but I don't ever recall at any point in the Bible where Jesus talks about the government taking care of our brothers. That's he right. He talks about us taking care of our brothers. Exactly. And not depending on the government to do that. Now, do you know why that is, though, uh, Greg? And there's an, a very, very important reason why, in the scheme of things, why God had that set up. Because when you reach into your own pocket and give of your own time and donate your own blood, then what you're doing is— you, you're able to get the benefit of being charitable versus empowering an elected person to unfairly overtax and confiscate someone else's wealth and then have an impersonal uh, bureaucrat send the money uh, as in the form of a check in the mail, okay? And so the person that receives the money doesn't get the benefit of the interpersonal contact with the giver, and maybe they can learn how to do for self, all right? And then the person that had the money taken, they don't get the benefit of being charitable because it was not voluntary. So there's nothing that happened in that person's heart. And so God is after the heart of man. And, you know, Satan deals with the flesh of man. So you, you, you see that important yeah. difference, that important distinction? <clears throat> Yes, sir. Yeah, it's I not did. just it's not just the money or just the food or just the clothing or just the shelter, although those things are important, but God is doing a bigger work as these physical needs get get taken care of. Yes, sir. I, I agree. And it's sad to me that uh that people on the left seem so so overly uh exuberant about what the government will do for people instead of what they can do. And they feel like that that's really, that's really what they're called to do is, mm -hmm. is it to, 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 uh, allow the government to take care of people when really we should be doing that. Yeah. And I think it, when you look at, when you look at like the disasters that happen, the natural disasters, you know, the people who are doing the most good is not FEMA, it's the Red Cross. Yes. It's the Salvation Army. It's, it's and it's really the individuals. They, the individuals correct. do more good than the Red Cross even. The Red Cross yeah, is really overrated today. They're living off of their reputation that was developed years ago. Now, another thing, too, Greg, is the fact that when we say government should do it, okay, which would be like— um, Jesus would say maybe, you know, let Rome overtax you and then ask Rome to feed you, okay? And right. they, Jesus, yeah. like you pointed out, he never said that, okay? But what ends up happening is that, you know, rather than be thankful to God for the Holy Spirit going into the heart of another person and having that person sow some charity your way, 
what ends up happening is the first commandment gets violated. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And so right. government becomes a God and see and see and many people. And that's the most violated of the Ten Commandments is that first one, because quite often the God we replace God with is who? Ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and then, of course, that um, that one that says thou shalt not steal. Okay. That one is the seventh commandment. Now, if I just go and knock someone in the head and, and you and I, we get together and we steal from them and uh, we're going to go give it to Miss Smith in charity and we go to court where, but your honor, we didn't, you know, uh, Greg and I, we did not uh, mark in the head here uh, for our own personal benefit, your honor. Uh, we did it so we could sow some charity over here because Miss Smith is hungry. Right. I mean, the judge yeah. would still uh, throw the book at us, or he should. And right. so what's the difference, Greg, if 100 people in our community say, well, Greg, you and you and Brother Craig, you you, you guys get um, 98 more men, and, and all 100 of you go over here and knock Mark in the head and take his money from him and, 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 and go give it to the, um, the welfare board. And then the welfare board, they are going to give it to Miss Smith. It's, or it's, they'll decide who they're going to give it to. They may give it to Miss Smith, but they also may give it to somebody else or, you know. But it's wrong. It's, whoever, whoever they give correct. it to is wrong. It's only yeah. right if Mark gives it himself. Isn't that, isn't that right, Mark? <laughs> Mark's <laughs> nodding his head, yes. <laughs> yeah. But and I and that that's a little demonstration that I borrow from uh Dr. Walter Williams as he explains it, that just because you have a majority in Congress or in the House of Delegates or wherever, that does you know, that says, okay, we're gonna knock the citizens in the head and where ten percent uh, you know, might be enough money to run the government, we're gonna tax them fifteen percent. Because this extra 5%, we're going to go out and do all sorts of charity with it. And what they've done right. is they have taken over the role that churches used to perform because all the universities, all the hospitals in the early part of this nation, every last one of them, I think uh, 211 of the first 212 churches, I mean universities, in the United States of America, I don't know how many people know this, but they were started by churches. Okay? And I didn't a, know that. Yeah, and a very similar number for the hospitals. Okay? And so yeah. the role of the church, and see, and this is what a lot of people don't want to accept, is that if government is to contract, which is what limited government is all about, that's the only way to restore your liberty, is for government to be limited, then we, the citizen, we, the community organization, we the church, we the family, we the individual, we're going to have to step up, okay? And so, and you would have more money to do it with because if government could survive on uh, 10% taxes, which government certainly could, if they were to do what their legal mandate is, all it would take would be 10%, okay? That would, right. So you would be able to keep 90% of your income, and all you have to do is give God his 10%, but God doesn't knock you in the head and take his 10%. God wants your heart. And so God asks you to give the 10% to him. Yep. Huge right. difference. 
Yeah. yeah final final thought from you, Greg. I know I've run on, but I'm going to give you the final word before we go to our final break. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy your program, sir. It's the first time I've ever called in, but uh, I thoroughly enjoy your program, and I look forward to hearing you for a long time. Oh, well, God bless you. I appreciate that. And we're actually trying to expand to the Shenandoah Valley and to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, which is a 5 million population on a 50,000-watt station. So, you know, if well, you know, we got to make it happen. So uh, the, the giving ad is about to play. So all you listeners <laughs> out there, listen up. God bless you. Oh, did you give you, Mark sir. your info for the drawing? Don't hang oh, no, up. No, sir, I haven't. Don't hang up. Uh, just okay. hold on, and Mark will get your contact information. We want to enter you for the drawing for the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. All right, folks. Eight oh, thank you. Eight oh four four five four one three six six. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here in our final segment of today's program as we listen to a little bit of Michael Jackson telling you it's all about the man in the mirror. And that just dovetails so perfectly with uh, what I was saying earlier that, um, you know, this this idea that, um, that the neoliberals have that somehow they can co-opt Jesus and that somehow if you are a conservative or if you are a Republican, that somehow you're anti-Christian. I mean, it's just on the, on the face of it, it's patently ridiculous. But they're not going to stop because these people cannot argue on issues. They All, all they have, and, it, and again, this is not Mon Pa Democrat, this is not you, okay? But this is your leadership. This is the people you vote for because they say with their lips that they care about the little people, okay, that, oh, we want to spread charity around. But they're not even charitable themselves, okay? So, and again, not, that's not a broad brush. It's not all of them. But 
That is that it just when you compare, you do a side by side comparison, uh, Republican Democrat. I, I just I can't help it, folks. That's the way it pans out. Okay, and I'm not going to stand behind this microphone and say otherwise just because I don't want to offend a Democrat. Okay, I'm just not going to do it. The truth is there. Okay, and the uh, the platforms that these two parties stand on, the the platform is what it is. The history is what it is. Okay, it and it's just it's always been that. The Democrat Party wanted to use government. You look, you look at the, uh, the the slavery and the Jim Crow and all that. Was it was Democrats, okay? And to be honest with you, folks, there would have been no need for a law outlawing blacks and whites doing business with one another, even in the South, if there were not people willing to do so. If there was not some white business that was happy to take green dollar bills from any human being, black or white, if that was not the case, why would you need a law to outlaw it? You needed a law because there was somebody that was not going to be happy with free people acting in a way that free people are supposed to be able to act. And so they wanted to use the levers of government to force other human beings to do their will. This is the Democrat Party. And, and so the Republican Party, and not that Republicans are perfect, they're not. For one thing, where they're least perfect is defending Republicanism. You know, and I'm so Republican that half the Republicans don't like me, which is fine. That's fine by me, okay? And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep speaking the truth. And maybe if these people realize that, oh, wow, you can speak the truth and the sky doesn't fall in, maybe they will start speaking the truth. They all know what I'm saying is true. They just don't want to articulate it because they don't want the blowback. I don't mind the blowback. We got a little blowback from a caller today, and, and that's her right, okay? But people are entitled to articulate uh, in their own forum, they're not entitled to articulate in my forum, okay? Just like I can't force my way onto Fox News or MSNBC. I just can't do it. They can invite me, but I cannot force my way there. But anyway, we're coming up on the end of the program. A couple of announcements. Uh, April 19th, again, and I've shared this several times. I want to share it again. The 100-man challenge, April 19th, 815 AM. We're looking for 100 men now. So far, this is our last opportunity this year to go out and 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 mentor these young men at the uh, Virginia Randolph School, which is up on Mountain Road in Henrico County, right there near Mountain near near uh, 295. It's literally uh, two minutes from the 295 exit there, so it's very very easy to get to. Okay, 8:15 to about 9.45 in the morning. And we do this every third Thursday. And thir the third Thursday of April is the 19th. And this is the last opportunity this year uh, to do this, okay? So uh, we've, we've so far we've had, on average, between 30 and 40 men to show up. And so um, we, I just I hope some some of the listeners uh, would like to maybe give uh, two hours of their time uh, to these uh, young men. And uh, when it rolls back up again uh, next fall, uh, you know, hopefully folks will enjoy uh, sowing a seed. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure all of us uh, have someone in our lives in the past 
that have been some sort of uh, mentor or encourager uh, to us. And so this is an opportunity to pass the baton. So uh, I ask you to keep that on your calendar. Also, Saturday, April 21st, I'll be broadcasting live from Washington, D.C. I am going to go up there and I'm going to put the pimp hand on these poverty pimps, okay? Louis Farrakhan, Malik Shabazz, you know, uh, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, all these idiots are going to march on the White House so they can denounce President Trump and call him a racist, okay? And now I don't know what the rest of the Republicans are going to do, but the hatchet man is going to be there. And anyone that is a part of hatchet nation that would like to come and go with me, you are welcome. Okay. And they're calling it the 10,000 black man March. Okay. And I don't care if I have to stand there by myself, I am going to oppose these 10,000 men with truth. Okay. And this is Saturday, April 21st. Check it out. And we're going to let that be the last word. And uh, we just say thank you. We had so many callers today. Uh, We still have one Bible left to give away. (laughs) We'll try to give that one away next week. God bless you, and we'll see you guys next week. And don't forget now, tomorrow, 9 to 11, Best of the Hatchet Man. God bless you. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, 